Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Closing Time Friggin' Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 20 of Season 2, a big milestone. A big milestone. We're deep in Season 2. Five episodes away from calling Finito on Season 2 and moving into a new era. A new era? What will that era be? Season 3, who knows? It could be anything. But until then... Like always, you got your hosts, Milan Horansky. And your boy, Sully Silberg. So strap in and prepare for another great episode of God's Pod. God's Pod, one, two, the Closing three, Time Podcast. Four, Brought one, to you by two, God. Three, mother big thank you to our sponsor god and his son jesus <laughs> jesus christ um jesus stanley christ anyways <laughs> school's out school's out for winter school's out my school's been blown to pieces but my school is my house because we're stuck in quarantine it is not my dream, but we're stuck in quarantine. Bars. That's I just made that up off the top of the head. And that's the kind of talent you guys can you guys have come to expect from us and I'm happy to deliver. Because I battled my way <laughs> through the scars and terrors of <laughs> classroom. That's right. I don't know why you said his name, but I am <laughs> done with a certain <laughs> with a certain professor. And uh, I'm just done with that class in general. I'm done with all my classes for the winter break, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but will my learning stop because I'm not in the classroom? No, because if you guys have been listening to this podcast for the last uh, little bit, you'll know that I am now an avid reader. And if you think that that's going to make me a pretentious douche, you are absolutely right. I'm shitting on everyone. I'm shitting on Brayden. When was the last time he read a book? Probably never. This guy's walking around the house in collared shirts. Oh my god! I, I I'm smoking out of a like a Sherlock Holmes pipe. Yeah. I'm wearing like a smoker's jacket. He's and a little li- little rascals hat. I don't even know who I am. Anymore. He's correcting me on my different uses of your, your, <laughs> and your. Whenever he texts me, I am I am the grammar Nazi. Okay, I'm on it. It's not even when I text him. Sometimes he just <laughs> he corrects my verbal language. That's right. He said you used your the wrong way. He said how can I use your the wrong? How way? How would I know that I you used your the wrong way? Do I have subtitles? Verbally? You fucking idiot. <laughs> exactly. I'm on it. If, if, if there's a pretentious thing to be done, I am there. So that's right, guys. I'm reading. And it's hard for me because I'm, I'm not a smart guy, okay? Um, I can't focus in on what I'm reading. Like some people uh, can just read like a whole novel in one night. For me, it's like it'll take me like three months to read a book that it takes somebody a week, a, a, a week to read. Um, but I'll remember every last piece of that book. You see what I'm saying? But do I have to read the same paragraph six times? Yes. Am I going to remember that paragraph? Absolutely yes. Absolutely, if you will. You know how I figured out that I read now? How? I don't know why, but my... my you read out loud. I can hear you in your room I have muttering. to. I have to read out loud to fully comprehend and to fully grasp the... Because like, <laughs> I do a lot of grammar shit, right? What do you mean you do grammar like, shit? Like I do a lot of revising. So when I'm revising, when I speak it out loud, like... I can feel myself like picking up. Oh, the like when you revi- when you revise your own work, or like other people's work. Oh, I see, I see. And but so, it's because you don't read for pleasure, because you're not a pretentious douche uh, like me. Yes, yet. that's right. I don't, I, I don't curl up with a good novel. On yeah. A when have you Saturday seen that? Uh, when have you seen a pretentious douche in like fucking Timberlands and a backwards hat reading? <laughs> me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of my. The own. only time you see that is like it's like a success story of like a homeless kid. Who like <laughs> who he had potential, but he had to unlock it and yeah. get away from his inner. And demons. instead of instead of going to the streets and, and participating in gang violence, he he curled up with a good novel. A good novel under underneath the the uh, what are those things called Havana of a fucking coffee shop <laughs> at late at night, and he read 
fucking what's that that the homer and uh oh the iliad and the odyssey, iliad and, the odyssey. and in that he found himself yeah. and that's what i'm doing guys um the days of me staying up all night they're still here but i'm not <laughs> staying up boozing with brains bitches i'm in my room reading bettering myself and i was thinking about it and for a long time guys i'm not gonna lie to you uh i i abandoned reading I'm not going to lie. When I was a little kid, my mom used to read to me all the time. I don't know. I guess she, I don't know what she was thinking. Maybe she thought I needed the intellectual stimulation because I was, I, was, I was an annoying kid. I was constantly uh, running around the house, cracking my head off of corner, corners of furniture. I was just a little menace. So she, maybe she thought if she would read to me, that would calm me. And that kind of reminded me of a story when I was a little kid. My mom's reading me one of my favorite books. I don't remember the title, but I remember it was about this bird, okay? And the final sentence of this book is sad but true. He always knew he could fly. So I said to my mom, I was like, I'm so glad but true learned to fly. (laughs) And she's like, what? And I'm like, but true. He always knew he could fly. She's like, who's but true? And I'm like, the bird? And she's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's sad, but true. He always knew he could fly. And yeah. I'm like, well, who the fuck's but true? <laughs> she's like, there is no but true. And I'm like, well, then who's the bird? She's like, I don't know. It'd be funny if you're like, uh, no, 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 I understand. It is sad, and it is sad, but true. <laughs> but but true couldn't fly, Bob. Yeah. You even said it yourself. So even from a young age, my reading comprehension was low. And I'm working on that. Okay. You want to know something funny? I, I just remember this. My dad, when I was like, okay, I used to read like all the time when I was a kid because when I lived on Atlantic, <laughs> we were poor. So we didn't have very much toys. So my dad got me this. He spent all his money on fucking encyclopedias, which I could not read, but I sat there and I looked at the pages. That's like Ricky for Trailer Park Boys. Literally the same situation. He spent <laughs> all his money on so encyclopedias that you don't even need. Um, so one day I'm like fucking maybe 11. And he comes up to me and he's like, you used to be such a good reader. I was like, I w- I'm 11. Yeah. When was I a good reader? I've only had, I've only had about f- a four-year window of where I could have declined. How much did I decline since I was 7 to 11? And how did I go backwards by prime learning age? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, that's embarrassingly bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's like we were saying um, in high school. Uh, think of all the classic books I could have read and just didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could have read To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, but you're not just going to catch her in the rye. And what did I do? I made my bones in that school saying I didn't read shit. Hey, guys, I would just go around. Hey, guys, did you read the newest chapter of To Kill a Mockingbird? I don't know. I said the newest. That's like books 50 years old. <laughs> did you say that? the Bible. Yeah. Did you, did you read the newest Bible verse? It's so cool. Uh, that was lame. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I would go around the school. I would just say. Hey guys, did you read the assigned chapter of the Kim Mockingbird? And then sometimes they'd be like, "Yeah," and I'd be like, "I didn't. I haven't even read a page yet." And that was like my that was like my calling card of of how cool I was. Did you read? I don't. Never. Not me. Oh, you read? Oh, you read? Oh my god, what an idiot! Yeah. And then imagine teaching me, dude. You know imagine what? just imagine hearing my dumb ass sixteen year old voice walking through the halls going, "You read that shit? Fuck that! <laughs> I don't read." You're in school to read. I'm I'm in school. Of, I'm in school for the French Fry Friday. That's why I'm in school. <laughs> I'm not in school to learn. You know what's in my planner? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. But and my I... mom never signs it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? This is the perfect example of how how fucking not we weren't douche bro. We're just idiots. Remember when we uh, we had we had to read a book report. Or we had to read a book and we had to discuss it in class. Me and you mean you were in the same place. This is grade twelve. Yeah. It's not grade ten. It's not grade nine. This is the final year of our high school education. We had to read into the wild. And oh yeah, I, I didn't read a page of that. I actually did. I sorry to cut you off, but I read the first page. First of all, fuck that book. I maintain fuck that book. The first <laughs> page. It says Chris McCandless lays there dead in a pile of his own blood. So it's like well, why am I going to read the rest of this? Yeah. You killed the protagonist on the first fucking page, first paragraph. Anyways, go on. Yeah. What I was going to say is that we had to have weekly discussions about what happened in each chapter. But me and you made an effort not to read it. 
And these were group discussions where four to five people would talk about the chapter in depth. And we got the teacher would sit there and mark us. And you know what the irony of the whole situation is? I was made captain of my group because I was so good at bullshitting and I didn't read a page of that book. There were kids who sat there with highlighters, highlighting key points, reading the chapter probably several times over, just trying to get the the, the most in-depth meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. Me, I went on uh, littlecliffnotes.com, studied it a little bit, put my own little spin on things, used interesting words like I cared, like, oh, I just thought it was so brave, like, fuck you. And then I became reading group captain. The guy who didn't read anything but the first paragraph. I did this. I did the exact same thing. I did the exact fucking same thing. You go on Cliff Notes, and you you don't pick up on what actually happens in the chapter. You just pick up enough where you could pose questions to the other classmates and make them seem like idiots before you. And that's the thing: is it seems like you're engaged, and it seems like you care. And I hold that strategy all the way until today into university. That's my classic. That's my classic move when I'm writing papers. On the last paragraph, I do a closing statement, and then I pose an interesting question that demonstrates my fake interest in the topic. So I'll be like, one cannot help but wonder if this had more time to delve into the innermost meanings of semiotic communication theory, where might he have been? Could he have maybe created a new model differing from the Shanner and Weaver? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> One may never know. All I want to know. Oh, no, I never. you never say I in the paper. So I go, one can only help but wonder. However, one might hope to learn in the coming months. See you next class. Also, I thought your lecture was awesome. You know what you have to do? You have to pair. Uh, you have to pair what you're going to say with the perfect like kind of like half ass kissing comment to the teacher yeah. you always bounce i this is exactly what i do i don't do it anymore so if any teachers are listening i i don't do it now but in university and in high school i did it all the fucking time you take you wait for the teacher to say something and then you go uh you know what actually to speak to that or i just want to take what you said and i want to i want to piggy- bounce off it i want to piggyback on what <laughs> uh, what you said uh, I just would like to comment on, uh, and then you jump into the what you the question that you have prepared in your head, right? So if you're talking about fucking into the wild, you go like, I just want to talk about the uh, the overall the overarching storyline going on here. Yes, we could focus on what happened to Chris in the chapter, but what I really want to know is what it this chapter means to the overarching storyline that is really. Like the message that's being driven into us. What we we could focus on? Sure, we could focus on what yeah. happened to Chris in the wild. But what I want to know, what I want to know, is what happened in Chris's soul. Yeah. More on that next week. Yeah. I, I hope I hope you all think about that as I've been thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Now, sure, we could take <laughs> what happened in this chapter and we can dissect it. Okay, we can go on and on about Chris and. All the things that happen in the chapter. You say notice. You say nothing about the fucking. Chapter. Yeah, he's. Saying- <laughs> we can go on and on about what actually happened in the chapter, or we can really think about how it made us feel. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. How it made me feel. I felt perplexed. Yeah. I didn't really understand it. Because on one hand, I felt <laughs> like I agreed with his motives, and on the other hand, I didn't agree at all. <laughs> It's just like the most vague, yeah. the most vague. vague but profound way of putting something. Because <laughs> yeah. it's you, it, it, but it's not fake. It's not fake. Because if you were to say like, now what does Chris really? What is Chris really talking about when he talks about? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not wrong, but it's definitely also not right or making any point. But in high school, that shit works, and some teachers in university it will also work. I know this isn't on our discussion list, but I just want to say. To one of the guys who I fucking had a class with, I'm not gonna say where or when. So it's the, it's like uh, it's one of those bullshit classes where like the whole grade relies on uh, the final paper kind of thing. So being the proactive student that I am, or pretend to be, mostly pretend to be, I go up to the guy and I'm like, "Hey, yeah, I'm just having a, a bit of a problem." with the final paper and he's like you realize that's due tomorrow and i'm like yeah that's why i'm coming to you now <laughs> um so the problem is uh i'm writing on chapter seven 
And he goes, well, you can't do that. I'm like, what? Well, I, I thought, was he kidding? And he's like, because I already covered that in class. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm writing about it. And he's like, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? He's like, well, I already covered that in class, so it's already known. And I'm like, so you want me to write about things that are not known? Because <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm going to write about things that aren't known because that's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, it's so like deep yeah. and, and philosophical. I'm not going to – I can't write about things that are not. But on the surface level, it's just <laughs> idiotic. <laughs> it's like why, why would you be in school to, to learn things you already know? No. Wait, what? No. On the You're saying I'm idiotic? On the surface level, though, like, why would you write a paper on something you already know? No, he taught us that. That's the whole deal of school. The teacher talks. I write about what he talked about. But yeah, but you're not going to do a project on something he already talked about. He Well, no. No, <laughs> fuck you. He, he gave us the book. I pretended to read the book, but I didn't. Okay? I, yeah. I admit to that. Yeah. And then I said, I'm going to write about chapter seven. And but he did said, he dissect chapter seven in class? A little bit. Oh, well, then I guess... I'd and guess. then he's like, well, you can't... No, wait, let, let me finish my fucking story. <laughs> he's like, uh, well, you can't write about that. And I was like, why not? He's like, because I covered it. And I was like, well, it was in the textbook. He's like, that's why you can't write about it. And I'm like, why can't I write about what's in the textbook? And he's like, because it's known. And I was like, well, if I'm not going to write about what's in the textbook, why did I pretend to read the textbook? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, see, the point of this project is you... Uh, need to do your own research and you need to break new ground in the theory of communication. I'm like, you want me to sit down and break new ground in the theory of communication? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. I just stuck up my hand, shook it, shook his hand, and said, thank you. And I never came back. Nice. Classic. Did they steal 600 bucks from me for that course? Yeah. But who really won? I think me. Because now I took it again. Oh, so fun. <laughs> and I had a different teacher. One who probably smokes a lot of weed and goes on and on and on about philosophical babblings. But you know what I like about that guy? He gives out A's. That guy is A's for days. Yeah. That guy is like Ross dressed for less. You ever hear that? That guy is A's A's for less. I don't know. I didn't have a good analogy for that. No, he's perfect. I had that guy that you're talking about in my first year. Yeah. And uh, he came in and he talked about his class would be three hour long. Three hours long because he had it once a week. Yeah. In the first year of university. And he'd spend each class, every single class, we had an hour and a half of talking about Japan and how he lived in Japan. <laughs> Nothing to do with course materials. Just his experiences in Japan. Koi fish, fucking sushi, Pokemon, all the Japanese things he talked about. Every single thing. An hour and a half, we talked about fucking Japan for an entire semester. So I know everything about Japan by the end of the year. I knew zero about multidisciplinary fucking academic writing. Um, but what's more interesting? Yeah. That's the, he's the guy. He just wants the class to think he's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. his his references are also confusing and academic. You don't even understand them. Yeah, he's like, I had an interesting discussion um, on the weekend with a buddy of mine, and we were discussing um, what is a thing, what isn't a thing, and what merely possesses a vague thingness. We debated this for hours, and I'm just like, does anyone else smell weed? But also, like, even for weed, that's a pretty weird <laughs> thing, thing to, just to talk, talk about. about. And the weird thing is, I don't think he's making it up. Because why would he? I yeah. think he must know that normal people don't talk about that. There's either two schools of thoughts here. <laughs> either he's super baked and he just thinks that's interesting all the time, or he just doesn't have a class plan. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's his move. I think he just walks in, he's like, just wings fuck. It. He's like, I have a master's degree in fucking education. I might as well just... Do whatever I want. Did we ever talk about the uh, the communication as your senses thing that you talked about? Probably not. If we did, I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, we'll get off school in a bit, but it's the first day of his class, right? It's communication. It's a communication class. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he goes, I sit down, he goes, what is communication? A lot of things communicate. We're going to ask deeper questions. I'm tired of the old model. I want a new model. <laughs> He's all like passionate, you know? Send a receiver. receiver out. <laughs> Think about this. How does water communicate with a plant? The plant drinks the water. The water is soaked up. Is that communication? 
Think about it. Next thing I'm going to think about, okay? Another thing you're going to think about. Think about this. Think about this. A man's brain. He specifically said man, too. A man's brain. A man's brain is in his head. How does the brain communicate with his testes? <laughs> I was like, did he just say testes? But I don't even have anyone to laugh at. Usually I'd whisper to the guy next to me like, what the fuck was that? But I'm in my room. So I'm just dying laughing. And he goes, just straight face. How does the brain communicate with the testes? How does the sun communicate to the human race? Are these signs of communication? Or am I just saying two things that are related in a vague way? <laughs> the funniest thing you said is that he when he he started with that, and then by the end of the conversation, he's like, "Now, what we need to think about is hell real. It, oh, and who is the devil?" No, he's like, he was, "That was that was that was. I don't even remember what class that was, but he's like, uh, same guy. I don't remember which day he talked about that. He's like, some cultures have a twisted understanding of hell." Some people say they're living in hell. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say my life is a living hell? No, what do I mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you have deeper problems than communication. He's just theory. a grown-up version of all the shit we did in high school. Like, <laughs> Fuck, the funniest thing he did is the assignments he created for my first year class that I was talking about. Yeah. I know we're talking about school a lot, but this fucking guy, man, I can't get over him. He spent fucking hours talking about Japan, and then he's like, "Well, you know, we got to do something." So, uh, I want you guys to create a mind map. <laughs> he doesn't have. He didn't have like a, a sheet to hand out, which you normally get that explains the assignment. He's like, "Just go out there. I want you to pick anything. I want you to mind map it. And I want you to bring it to class. And if you have any questions, you can email me." But he's like, "But I'm not available on the weekends, and the class was on a Thursday." <laughs> so basically, he had one day to think about it. But <laughs> assignment that he just made up on the spot. Yeah, and then he just gave everybody A pluses. Because mine was like, I I handed mine in, handed mine in, and it was just a bunch of colors, like it was a bunch of colors with words on it. Because I had no idea what the fuck this guy was talking about. That's like, um, one last thing about school, then we'll we'll get off of it. Um, you told me when the whole pandemic thing started, you saw that thing online about a teacher from I don't even know what city, not here. Uh, he was an older guy, didn't like technology, and he had tenure. Basically, basically tenure means that you have seniority, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And he just wrote to all his students. He 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 just did uh, email blast email to the whole class list. Hey everyone, um, as I'm sure you'll know, our class will be online this uh, semester. I have no intentions of using technology, and all of you will be receiving an A. Do not try to write the board because I have tenure, and they will not fire me anyways. He said, no, he said, go ahead and show this to the board. Oh, that's even more like yeah. in your face. He's more like fucking check out these. Just, just fucking balls try me. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and send it to the board. See what they say. I have tenure, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Basically what he said. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. You know who would do that? Oh, fuck, I can't even say it on the podcast. But I'll bleep, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> would do that. <laughs> yeah, he would do that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm Milan's just finished school, but what I'm doing right now is I'm done classes but I'm in uh, work placement. And it's, it's going well. It's going really well. Like uh, it's online, um, but I'm still learning a ton. And uh, I'm not. I'm obviously, I'm not going to talk it to, talk about it too much because first of all, I signed an NDA, so I'm not talking about it at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really enjoying where I'm working. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm struggling with this. I am in no way an ass kisser. That's something I just pride myself in, in not being. Mm-hmm. You'll never see me just fucking brown nosing. Yeah, I'd say I'd say neither of us are. No, unless it's a vague question at the end of an essay, then I'm all over. Or if I need to, like if it's ex, if it's like it's essential for me to like get past whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. I won't brown nose. But it's weird because in in work placement and and it being online, it's so hard to toe the line of like being taking initiative versus like being an ass kisser. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because normally at the end of a day, you'd be like, "Hey, uh, thanks for helping me out today. Have a great night." But now, I, when you're doing it, like to show like your gratitude, you use a, a, um, an exclamation point. So it's like, "Have a great night." That's what it seems like. And I'm just like struggling with how how to word things because every word seems like it could toe the line of like, or like 
Thanks for the opportunity. You know what I'm I know what I struggle with? Um when you send an email using exclamation marks. You ever notice that? Yeah. Sometimes you'll be emailing somebody and be like, okay, thank you, exclamation mark. That was awesome, exclamation mark. See you next Monday, exclamation mark. Have a great weekend, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then I'm just kind of like, I don't want to use all those exclamation marks because I'm not on crack cocaine. Yeah. I just want to talk like a normal person. But then will they think that I hate them? Yeah. And they don't like working with them? Or even like one thing that I struggled with is the use of emojis and also the use of LOL. People use emojis in professional environment? Okay. <laughs> it's different because like at first you're just emailing, right? So you don't usually like, like obviously you don't usually use um, emojis if you're emailing, but because I'm on Teams or whatever, Zoom or whatever, yeah, you're just sending messages back and forth as if you're just talking. Oh, yeah. So people just use emojis when they're doing that. But- it's like you have to watch how much you use emojis because that seems weird. Like, why is this guy using so much emojis? Burping loud shit. And then um, you also, I'm also nervous about how I use LOL. And it actually matters too because, like, I don't want them to seem like I'm going like, huh, LOL. LOL. Yeah. But then you so I have to watch what they do and then like try to reciprocate it. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about it that much. It's not like I'm like analyzing every single thing I do, but it is like a huge opportunity for me. So I'm like trying to make sure that I manage it well it's just weird like it's it's obviously not the funniest concept but like just that weird towing the line of like ass kissing and oh yeah the whole like professional world is is so much even for me a pretentious douche now because i read if you haven't heard um it's hard because like i don't want like i i don't like what am i trying to say i hate fake professionalism yeah i understand being professional and and keeping your workplace uh in a certain, keep it in a certain vibe, you know. Yeah. It's not. It can't be fucking Wayne's world. But I hate just like fake professionalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I I think that being like a real person is is way more like valuable. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you don't want to be the guy who's not the professional, and then everyone just thinks you're a fucking idiot. And that happened to be uh, like a group projects. Sometimes I'll email like a like a co-worker on the project and i'll just be like uh hey uh further uh to my last email uh i was just inquiring about uh the economic distinction of the social economic whatever i have to say right yeah and the other person just like oh sounds dope bro exclamation mark yeah and i'm like oh so we're not doing that yeah so we all can act like we really are yeah. you know what i mean it's the, hard you don't know which guy to be but the thing that sucks is if you make like the, i totally agree with that but the thing is that if you make the wrong impression at first, and you're, people fucked. Just, you're fucked. You're fucked. Because like, um, like for, for guys like us who joke around a lot, and like in a program like we were both part of, it's a lot of those people like take everything so seriously. So it's like you fuck up, you fuck up once, and you're too like, pers- like you're too like authentic. Mm-hmm. I hate that word, but you're too authentic. Yeah. And the people are like, oh, you're just an idiot. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And then you once you do something like fucking great, they're like, holy shit, like that guy's fucking could do that. And you're like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. You you fucking moron. You're an idiot, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> just because just because I called you dude once by accident doesn't mean that I'm a fucking have a, no no brains. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, big time. Um <laughs> You know what I'm bad for? I, I keep saying it's one more school thing, but this is this is I promise this will be the last school thing. I always am bad for going for the joke when I don't need to. For for like academic bullshit courses where you have to be a pretentious ass even though you don't want to be. Yeah. Um I'll always slip in a little joke. Like the last paper I just wrote, the what we were writing about, the author was talking about like uh paintings of deities, like different like religious paintings. Yeah. And then I wrote like something about how uh like the paintings of Jesus, like they always they always portray him to be like a white a white guy or like sandy blonde hair and like crystal blue eyes. But Jesus was like from the Middle East. Like that's not what he fucking looked like, you know? Yeah. Even if they like not just not to like force a fucking religious thing down your throat. But uh like even like if he wasn't if he wasn't God's son, he was just a guy walking around. Just the fact that if you even if he didn't exist, if the 
Bible set him in Nazareth. Why the fuck did you make him look like Kurt Cobain? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wrote my thing. I was like, if this is true, one must ask themselves, why is Jesus portrayed as a native of Seattle grunge scene and <laughs> not one of Nazareth? Question mark. I actually wrote that. Had it in. That's pretty funny. And I know he's going to write that. Look at that and be like, what the fuck is this? They didn't talk about that because they don't get jokes, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I write it in there anyway, just so that the teacher always will remember if I ever make it anything in life. They'll be like, that's the fucking guy who did jokes when I didn't ask him to, you know? Yeah, or you just Or I just write, like, if I'm doing well in the class, let's say I know I have an A plus in the class, which is, believe it or not, happened once or twice. If that happens, I will close my final paper on the stupidest final sentiment you ever saw in your life. Just to make the teacher go, what the fuck? <laughs> I then read it again. Like, I'll just talk about, like, some random, I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. One can ask themselves, fake question, fake question, and then just a random last thing. Just as a touch of what the fuck for the teacher. Oh, yeah. Just in case they, like, in case they come back around to their class and be like, you, you're the guy who fucking wrote whatever, you yeah. know? Hey. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know <laughs> you. That was funny, but not the right thing to say. Yeah. No, I did that for actually. You know what? This fuck. I know we're talking about school, but I actually <laughs> I did that uh, same thing to that teacher that came to our comedy show. Oh yeah, I had a unit when a university prof came to our comedy show. Like she emailed me through our student email and asked me when my next comedy show was. See, she it, must have thought it was funny. You made a lasting impression. Yeah, but it was so something so fucking weird. <laughs> it was like uh, oh, it was something about van life. <laughs> Because there was one of the questions was like is uh like is like uh YouTube vlogging and pretending to be like somebody who can like live out of a van like you know those people that pretend to be like outdoorsy people just because they can make money off of YouTube but meanwhile they're like they're selling they're palace, like, yeah. but they're selling products that are like fucking you know what I mean yeah totally anti- they're wearing a Rolex but they live in a van pretty gotcha. much yeah. yeah so I wrote something fucking stupid like uh like. Something weird, like if you ever catch me making you making YouTube vlogs with a van life, like fucking just put me down or something like that. Yeah. And then she emailed me. She's like, "Hey, I really liked your last response. <laughs> When's your next comedy show?" And then she fucking came. Hey, I really liked your last joke about killing yourself. I'd like to see more of that on stage for five dollars if I could. And she came to the worst possible show she could have. Oh, was that our dual show? That was our dual show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was kind of weird. Because our the show that we put on when we were doing it together was fine. But that show we did as as a duo was not great. It's just it's just weird. Yeah, because everyone's like, "This is uh, Sully and Milan, best friends." Yeah, and it was also a middle of a snowstorm, so there's uh, like five people there. I got, yeah, but the fact that she came, yeah, she battled the snowstorm to come see me fucking tell jokes. Um, speaking of the whole telling jokes thing, um, <laughs> we we were joking about how uh, it's very rare for parents like. They're always going to pretend to know about the things that you know about. Maybe because they want to uh, seem interested in what in what you have to say and they want to take interest in what you're interested in. Or maybe it's just because they don't want uh, to admit that you're getting a little bit smarter than them in certain aspects. Like, do you ever talk to your parents about uh, like comedy or something and then they give you advice on it? And well, it's like, why the fuck would I listen to you? Yeah, yeah. In any way, why would I listen to this? Well, that's like I was listening to our episode last week. Sorry to keep cutting you off, but uh, I don't know why my brain is just firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> Fucking my, I'm using 80% of my brain right now. Uh, as opposed to what? As opposed to 10. 5% the, yeah. of my <laughs> um, No, but I, like I said on the last episode, I was talking, it's like the same comparison of when I was telling my dad about uh, the project that I was doing, and he tried to make up like some kind of scenario that he thought would match, but it just made no sense. Yeah. When he was just going like the... That's when that's like like uh, when you think about like governments, you know, like coming together to, uh, you know, coagulate, uh, <laughs> different uh, circumstances where they're like, uh, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? No. Oh, well, uh, you know, you, you kind of like matches. You're like nothing that didn't make any fucking sense. You're trying to sound smart. Yeah, it's the same thing with your fucking your dad or anybody. Or my anybody. parents. I was out talk to them. Um, like. I think that bombing stories are funny, but they just think that they're like horrible, horrible, uh, like unfortunate events, you know, which yeah. they are. But I live like you live on it and it's just funny, you know. Yeah. But they're like, what you need to remember is that 
when Dave Chappelle goes on stage, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love to hear what you say. But when Dave Chappelle goes on stage, when Dave Chappelle goes on stage, his crowd is ready to laugh. So they're, they're, they're primed to laugh at 80% of the shit he says, which is fair enough point. Yeah. Like but they, then, pay, they paid money to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Is, in a sense, they're going to laugh to get their money's worth. The funniest thing my dad said was, uh, <laughs> he's like, so if you're at that level, uh, people aren't going to be throwing apples at you. I was like, what was that? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, what I meant to say is uh, people aren't going to be throwing tomatoes at you. I was like, that was your correction? <laughs> apples to tomatoes? <laughs> people don't throw fruit at you at all because this is in, we're not court jesters. Yeah. We don't do the vaudeville. I don't tap tans in between jokes. <laughs> I've never once seen anyone get fruit thrown at them. You know? Yeah. There's just some weird, like, carnival preconception of yeah. comedy. And my dad's a smart guy. Like, he's one of the smartest guys I know. Yeah. Hey, just, you, just his effort, his effort to, yeah. <laughs> to, to try to, like, pretend some understanding, you know? Yeah. And your parents have possibly seen one of the worst bombs I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, if they did see, if, if there was any time. What bomb was that? If there wasn't any time for a, tom- a tomato to be thrown. Yeah. It was when they were at uh, our. Um, at like, Rumors. At Rumors, the, yeah. That kid, oh my God. Yeah. My mom, my mom almost cried. Yeah. For feeling so bad. She's, they literally saw one of the worst bombs I've, I've, I've I, I probably was, have ever seen. I, I think I've ever seen. Not even just in stand-up. It was a monumental, it, it was a monumental moment. Yeah. That guy. He, I don't even know, I don't even know what, I don't even know if that wasn't even stand-up. That was like a weird avant-garde. <laughs> sexual rant about. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, here's a robot jerking off. <laughs> He's jerking off with Jesus, but Jesus, he was hunting across, so we couldn't even dodge it. <laughs> Anyways, I was like thinking about the other day, I was like at McDonald's, and it's like, what's in that food supply? I don't know. Anyways, I played Frisbee, Frisbee golf, that's kind of weird, because it's like, Weird, because it's like there's a frisbee and you throw up, but no. is it golf with a club and a club? No. What kind of notion is a club? A club? I thought a club is like what Conan the Barbarian had. It was like that, but everything was it, gross. Everything was gross. It'd be like, <laughs> so I was playing frisbee. We're throwing it back and forth, and I stuck my dick through the middle of the frisbee, and then I threw it back, and my dick was still caught, and it started bleeding everywhere, and somebody, God came, and he sucked my blood, and you're like, stop fucking talking. The audience didn't laugh. They did something I've never seen any audience do. They all collectively went, ugh. Some people gasped. Some people, were like your mother, were on the verge of tears. <laughs> and not in a positive way. In a way where they were so upset with what it this guy so was saying. so bad he moved that they were moved to tears. And your mom is not like a classic conservative, like, why no. could you talk about that person? She's pretty open to comedy. Yeah. She she sits there. She laughs at cursing and fucking fuck this, fuck that. She laughs at all different topics. But that guy, that guy, he was doing so bad, he was psyching me out. Because I was like, oh my God, I have to go up. This guy's, he's he's murdering the audience right now. Like, not in a good way, but like they, they, he's making the audience afraid. So I was literally like, fuck this, and he's hitting the bathroom. I don't know why. I was like, I can't wash this. It's going to make me do bad. And then they have the bathroom mic'd up. Yeah. So I'm hearing it as I'm taking a piss. The, the, the groaning of the crowd. Ah, 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 ah. At one point, I actually heard somebody go, come on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it just, was bad. And then the worst thing of it all was after that guy came up to me and was like, uh, hey, man, uh, nice stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what's your like writing process like? And I was like, dude, I'm not. You 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 don't earn the you don't even earn the right to talk about a writing process yet. Yeah. I don't even know what that was. First of all, take all of the dicks and gross <laughs> shit you said, and then throw that in the garbage. Everything you yeah. the only positive is you have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> you look at him, and you're like, "Hey, do you have a notebook?" He's like, "Yeah, I've been writing for years. Take that, throw it in the garbage, burn it." <laughs> Actually, I hope you get a second notebook, write all it down again, and burn them both because that was fucking. <laughs> Because that was horrible. <laughs> it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. And I wasn't even performing that night because we were on different legs. <laughs> oh, you just came for support. Yeah, I came for support. And I was literally like, it was somebody's, it was multiple birthdays in the crowd too, which yeah. made it way more <laughs> so bad. It was so bad on the way home. My mom's, <laughs> my mom was going, uh, she's like, so that was great. Um, one was interesting. I. I can't lie. I didn't like it at all. I don't know what that is. Do your friends talk like that? Is that, do you always hear 
things like that because everyone's new to the comedy, right? Yeah. So for a lot of people, that was their first and last ever comedy show. And that guy, weirdly, will live in their minds more than the headliner even. Yeah. That guy, Kurt, like without even knowing, yeah. he came into the room and cursed 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> he made a room of 200 people collectively feel gross about what they were watching, which is pretty impressive. Um, no, and imagine that in nowadays, like, because imagine if that, that competition went on through an online forum, oh which is God. currently what's going on right now. Like, and I've been thinking about this because I was thinking, I was like, I really want to get back into comedy and, you know, start have like incentive to start writing more and uh, getting more stuff out because it's hard to write when you don't know when you can actually perform it. Exactly. Because the first, like what every comedian does is you write something, you test it out. If it just nothing ever works, maybe just throw it out. But then uh, you try it again and you make little adjustments and that's how comedians create their material. Yeah. But when you, it's just, it feels weird to just write and then never use it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It feels like you're just like making a diary of just weirdly weird, funny thoughts. Weird, funny thoughts. Yeah. No. So, I was thinking about how weird it is for these comedians and these talk show hosts. Excuse me. Um, to put on these shows online with no with an audience, but an audience that they can't see. It's weird enough to do a class presentation in front of a class that's all muted. Never mind as many people as you want as as possible watching you do stand-up comedy and no no laughs in the background it just feels so i can't imagine how awkward it would feel because comedy is like a rhythm you know like yeah. you say your joke you set up punchline hope for a laugh maybe a little giggle you pause to let the laugh go you're in a bit you, you, you're moving in and out of the pocket you know yeah but with no laugh there you're just like so that's what i said that's what a camel that's my wife yeah moving on I got a computer recently, and let me tell you, it doesn't work at all. Like, what was wrong with my old computer? I wish I had it back. And then just long pauses with no laughter. Or you do what Seth Meyers does. I watched, I don't know why, but for some reason I was watching a bit of uh, his late night show. And he he does the same thing. Yeah, He's doing comedy, his nine millionth joke about Trump. He's doing that. But then uh, he just so, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't pause at all. To let the laugh come in because there'll be no laughs. Yeah. Just goes, and furthermore, that's why the president has skin like a Cheeto. Bernie Sanders recently said that he hates Trump, and he just he just zooms right by it, so yeah. you don't even really get what you're watching. So it's either Seth Meyers that kind of like pacing, or it's like weird, even weirder when they say the joke and then they take time. There's no laugh. They take time to shuffle their papers, and you can hear the papers papers shuffling. And then they say the next joke, which is also weird in its own right. Oh, yeah. Super weird. You know what I mean? Like, just to move on to another joke is still weird, but just to hear them, like, it feels like you're bombing after every joke. Like, okay, that's the, how I would think of it. Now, what I was thinking also is, is this, like, this time right now is really, like, showing how old comedians can't adapt to, like, new technology. <laughs> Because in all rights, like what they're doing can be transferred to a platform where it makes sense. Like, and you could take it to a whole new level. Like, you could take your joke and you could put it into a different form, right? Because mm -hmm. obviously, like, like, you have some jokes that work better as sketches. Like, is that what you mean? Yeah, you can make sketches, you can make TikToks, you can make Instagram, you can make Instagram videos, you could do an Instagram live where you're talking to the camera. But for you to just stick with like stand up comedy, which is like it's live performance, and that's what it should be, it shouldn't be online. Like if you could, if you do it for like support or you want to get your your voice out, that's fine. But if you strictly rely on that, it just proves that you can't really tran like transfer to a different form of media, and that's not doesn't look good for you. Yeah, exactly. Because even Bill Burr is an old comedian, but he's still doing a podcast. Yeah, so he's proves, one of the first podcasters. Yeah, so it proves that he's like multidimensional. It proves yeah. that he's not just stuck doing stand up comedy. That's all he's good at. He can act. He could podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just shows like how much dimension you have. So you're saying like they, the people forcing this square peg in the round hole of just doing stand up in their living room. Yeah. It's just kind of like you got to figure something else out. Yeah. Because those people like think like especially like local comedians that have been around the scene like not to shit on anybody. But local comedians who have been in the scene that just want to get it so bad. Well, there's ways you can get your jokes out there. Mm -hmm. Like you could tweet them. You can 
you can go on TikTok, but to do live comedy to just stick to that one fucking thing, yeah, just seems pretty, yeah, single minded, square peg round hole all the way, yeah. Um, speaking of diversification, um, I've tried like since like we were saying it's hard to write jokes, you don't have a chance to test them. I've been trying to just write, just write more for sport, you know, yeah, just different stories, fucking whatever, whatever comes to my mind, right? Yeah. So I don't know about you, but for whatever reason, my mind, like, my, I'm my most creative at night. Like sometimes I don't even get started rolling until midnight, and then I, like the latest, like I've I've written from midnight to six a.m. before, and uh, it's weird at that time because, uh, like. It feels like you're in like a secret club of your own because like everybody else in the world is asleep. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like the other day, I'm here. You're fucking sleeping and sleeping away, son. Would because you have a job to go to. <laughs> I'm up fucking typing. Who knows fucking what? Meanwhile, I'm in my own secret club. It's four thirty in the morning. I'm making drinks. I'm like doing this thing where I'm carrying the glass in a weird way, hoping that the ice won't hit the side of the cup, so that. It won't wake you up, or if you're still awake, it won't incentivize you to come party with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like making myself drinks. I'm getting a little fucked up. I'm typing away. I think what I'm running is awesome. And then I read it the next morning, and it was like kind of awesome, but mainly not awesome at all. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm just like in my whole little own world. And then I go online, and this is my new thing. I play online chess against not Nelson. I beat Nelson. We'll get to that maybe later, if anyone cares. I'm saying that like there's a live audience here. I don't <laughs> care. I'll say whatever I want. <laughs> um, so I get I, – I'm writing. I, I wrote – I write all night. And then I play online chess against people from around the world because I went to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> I played this guy from India. And I don't know why. This guy – there's like a little chat bar. This guy just starts absolutely breaking my balls. I don't know why. It's a five-minute game. So you have five minutes to complete all your moves. So he has five minutes, so ten minutes total. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about my move, perfectly legal, and he types he types in the chat bar, quiet, quickly, please. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Quickly, please? I'll take as long as I fucking want. Yeah. What was his name? I don't, I don't even know. He's East Indian. He has a little East Indian flag there, too. So he's like, quickly, please. I wrote... I'm so hammered. Give me a break. LOL. And he wrote back, quit, bro. <laughs> and I was like, no, never. Too much whiskey can't hold me back. And then he wrote, you will lose. <laughs> I was like, is this fucking Ivan Drago from Rocky? <laughs> what am I dealing with right now? You will lose. You will lose. And then I, I did lose. And then he wrote, I wrote, good game in the chat bar. And he wrote, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, shit talking me in like broken English. It really hurt my feelings. There's nothing that Because I was like, what is my life coming to? Like, I stayed up all night writing something that'll probably never even like get published or anything. And then I'm playing chess and getting shit talked by a fucking not only goofball that, in India. Not only that, you're going to have to lay in bed hammered and think about the fact that you just got <laughs> absolutely fucking pwned. By some random East Indian 13-year-old. It's not even the fact that I lost and that I got pwned. It's just the fact that that's what happened. And you got shit-talked in chess? That doesn't make any sense. It's not the fact. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's just like, what makes it bad is that I was just put myself in that situation. Yeah. What am I doing staying up all night <laughs> writing like a Hunter S. Thompson when yeah. I really, I should just be going to sleep like a responsible. The only thing is a heaping pile of coke. Adult. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's Hunter S. Thompson. Right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah you're not putting that on me. I'm not saying like, what the fuck are you saying? I'm not saying that's my process. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, no. When I write. <laughs> Actually, my process is I like to uh I like those weekends when I you fucking just leave me the leave me alone. I don't know, I was gonna say leave me the fuck <laughs> I like alone. the weekends when you get the fuck away from me. No, but when I'm uh the weekends I just spend completely here by myself. Cause I, there is a good portion of time that I just do nothing. Like I watch like fucking five seasons of prison break in like four in like a week but so i waste a lot of time for the first little bit but once i actually get down to fucking doing whatever i'm doing that's my thing is i have to i'll procrastinate until i get into a rhythm but once i'm in a rhythm there's no stopping me especially if you're not here at all Mm -hmm. and that's when i start to get shit done that like is creative because i get everything else that i need to get done just fucking gone and out of the way 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Once I have nothing else to think about, the only thing I could think is creative. And that's when I like lock in. Makes sense. Yeah. With no cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear. So it's just been announced that uh, we're going to be in lockdown for a little bit longer. Ladies and gentlemen, like we say, stay safe. Um, and try to try to limit your contacts. Um, but yeah, they just announced that Code Red's continuing in Manitoba where we live, so we'll be stuck with each other for a while. And the funny thing is that there's a lot of different problems going on, but it's actually getting pretty serious. Like a lot of it's infiltrating a lot of old folk old folks' home, and people are dying. Grandmas and grandmas will be missed. No, no, no jokes. It's actually pretty sad. Now to the comedy. <laughs> but now to the comedy. Now to the funny part about it is that you have these jackasses. These fucking jackasses that are that are entitled enough to go on social media and complain about not being able to go to the gym. Who fucking cares? You could do a million different things to exercise your body if you really want to. I think it's those people. They just want to let people know that they did, in fact, go to the gym. Yeah. You know? I'm trapped in a world without the gym. How am I supposed to live? This is my life force. Yeah. It's just like you don't need to go to the gym and hang out with a bunch of other sweaty guys to get a workout on. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is that they're talking about how it's like um, the gym is where I go to like improve my mental health, which is fine. But the way that you, there's only two ways you, you improve your mental health, through physical activity, which you can do at home. Yeah. Regardless if you have equipment or not. And by seeing other people, which you can't, can't do. do. So what, 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 where's your argument? Yeah. So And there's either two people that complain about it. There's the fucking jack guys who are losing muscle mass because they can't use the professional equipment, which is like, <laughs> dude, your grandparents are dying here. Maybe fucking lose, maybe shed 20 pounds of fucking sheer muscle yeah. in order to save some lives. I, or, d- I just picture in that case, uh, you know, like a tailor, like a tailor that makes suits. Yeah. You know, the little tape measure they carry around their neck. Yeah. I just picture those people fletching their biceps and measuring around yeah. and then going to their roommates. Dude, 18 inches, 18 inches around on the right arm. This is anarchy. Yeah. I got to get back to the gym. If I don't do some fucking curls for the girls, <laughs> my mental health is going to shit. What is it? Today it's 16? What will be, it be next week? Probably 15. Dude, I, I can't, can't have that. I can't even remember the feeling, the, the rush of a squat bar on my shoulders. I can't even remember the stress, the exciting stress of almost getting choked out by a fucking bench press bar. <laughs> it's like, come on. That do some push-ups. Stop crying. Eat some more fucking chicken and rice and shut up. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Or the other people are people who don't even need the machines and like you said, just want to let people know that they go to the gym. They, those people are the people that just do calisthenics at the gym anyway. So it's like, just do them at home. Yeah. Buy a fucking yoga mat from Amazon. They're $3. Oh, you just put a shitty blanket on the floor like I do. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Stop crying. Jesus Christ. A bunch of whiny, whiny baby babies, eh, Brayden? Because speaking of crying, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Holy smokes, this is a professional hour, not amateur hour, which it usually is. Um, oh, our boy. boy. Our boy, the boy. Brian P. Brian P. BP, Boston Pizza. This guy, ah, oh, man. Okay, so first of all, he fucked us all over in the first place. We fucked ourselves over, but he is the person who instituted the rules that ended up fucking us over in the end. Mm-hmm. And then he go, this guy, after fucking us over time and time again, the premier of Manitoba, he gets recognized on good and goes viral for crying on social, for crying in a speech that says he's crying because he has a canceled Christmas for us. Now let's, let's examine the validity of his tears or his not tears. There was no actual, there's no actually water <laughs> dripping down his face. He just looked like he was looking, trying to see if he was crying. It was crying like Meryl Streep brewing up the tears, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I don't get how we got so bad, uh, in this province cause we're doing so well. Um, and everybody is shitting on Palestine and stuff. Uh, but what I'm noticing is nobody has any, like, solutions. Everybody just shit, 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 shit. Um, but at the same time, I get that he he fucked up. Fair enough, you fucked up. But to some people out there, I see when he fucking shut everything down, they're going, oh, my mental health's going to shit. My business, my business is gone. This is gone. Then when you open things back up, Oh, he doesn't care about public health, you know? Yeah. So in a certain respect, it's like, I'm not going to say I empathize with the guy, but the guy, he just, what he fucked up is he should have just chose, it definitely 
one route and he should have stuck to it. Yeah, he fucking... if he should, he could have just if he would have just been honest, which no politician is, and just said, "I give a fuck about the economy. Everybody try to be safe, but you might die." I would have respected that. Or if he would have said, "The economy probably is going to collapse, but we have to stay inside." Care about your neighbor, we'll get through this. I would have respected that. He didn't either, and just went. <laughs> he tiptoed. He tapped yeah. that He decided to lie. He skip roped us. He fucking skip roped his way all the way to where we are now. Yeah. And then he did fake Meryl Streep tears on TV and went viral yeah. for fake crying. You know what my favorite quote from him was that he said four times in that speech. He said, "Now you don't have to like me," because <laughs> he already implied that everyone hates him. Yeah. It's like, dude, we don't like you. You don't have to. You don't have to say you don't have to like me. That doesn't make a difference of what you're saying. It's making yourself look like a jackass. That's the one thing you say when you just already know you lost. Yeah, you know what I mean. If I say, okay, look, you don't have to like me. You don't have to respect me, but you have to do what I say. Well, it's like clearly you lost all power. Nobody likes what your fucking the decisions you're making. You just have to make them anyways because you're stuck doing that because you fucked up. That's like when you're. Uh... <laughs> When you're completely winning an argument, yeah, and then somebody goes, "Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was so horrible, such a horrible, disgusting person." It's like, yeah. don't call yourself a horrible, disgusting person. I know what you're doing there. Yeah, you're just hoping that I say you're not a horrible, disgusting person. And forget my point. No, I remember my point. My point is that I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah, just say you're sorry. Don't gonna, don't do the whole guilt trip thing. I'm gonna use that in the most like weird times. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sorry, I didn't know I was professional. The worst, I didn't know I was the worst gas pumper in the world. You know what I mean? He uses that the most inopportune times. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about uh, with this whole COVID thing. The one thing, the one rule that did get pushed through is that thrift stores are reopening. They are? 20% capacity. They're one of the only like non-essential services that are opening up. Oh, I um, see. And it's because, like, with Christmas and and multiple things happening, people with, that have that are low income, families, which is which is more and more and more people now because the economy is poor. Obviously, yeah, they need those stores so that they can whatever buy secondhand presents for their their kids, mm-hmm. or uh, just supply themselves with clothes for in the meantime and warmth. Right? Yeah. It makes sense that those people need those stores. Now, what is happening, and in the big conversation that's happening on social media, is Nowadays, there's more and more of these fucking jackasses. Sorry to go on a rant again. But there's a difference. With, there's two different people who are doing this. And one of them is there's two different. There's two different kinds of people that go to thrift stores in general. There's, well, yeah, there's people that need it. But then there's also there's, there's the people that go and they, uh, they buy materials and they, re, they don't like uh, fast fashion. So they make, they sew different designs using different fabrics or whatever. They make new clothing out of old clothing, and then they sell it because it's new designs that they created. Gotcha. Makes sense. It's their own design. They can sell them at a reasonable price. Gotcha. But then there's these fucking jackasses that just, they go to the thrift store every single time there's new releases that get put out. They sift through it. They're the best deals with the most expensive and notable name brands that get put on the shelf without knowing that they're name brands. They take them, they buy them, and then they flip them for profit online. Yeah. So those are the people that go. First of all, I never got like you ever see those videos on YouTube or Twitter or whatever where the guys like, oh, rare Jordans, uh, the originals from 1989, and then he sells them for like 20 grand that he found at Ross Dress for Less. Yeah, and it's just like, how the first of all, how the fuck is that even possible? And second of all, that's not the point of like what a thrift store is for. Yeah, I always thought like when we like when I was a kid. But seriously, when you and when when you and I were kids, the thrift stores were like I remember kids used to get roasted for shopping at thrift stores. Yeah. Ah, look how poor you are. I go to the thrift store. Now it's like, yo, I'm so cool. Look at this. I got this from a thrift store. Oh, I'm so in touch, you know? Yeah. And that's not to say that you can't go to a thrift no. store and put and string together cool outfits. But it don't just... but don't buy it and then resell it for like a yeah. for a, for a, for profit. For profit, yeah. Because it's just like all those people that do go there, and they, like especially the kids that are going there, and they need to shop. Their parents have to shop at a thrift store because they can't afford to shop at fucking West Forty Nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's our area right there. Yeah. Well, they go there and they try to find the best clothes for their kids, so their kids don't get fucking made fun of. Yeah. But then all these jackasses are just taking all of them and then reselling them for double, triple the price. Yeah. So it's like those kids still they're gonna gonna have to wear fucking ripped clothing with 
pieces of shit designs. And I think that shows as a capitalist culture, all the things we throw away that we don't need to throw yeah. away that we could keep and cherish. Yeah. Do you think like, cause people consider that a job, right? That was my impression of a, of a pretentious college student, by the way. Oh, I thought you were just doing that this whole episode. Oh, very funny. <laughs> Fuck you. Just kidding. Don't, I don't, I don't mean that. Pretty close, pretty close to the end. I just don't like losing arguments. One of the things that really brings us joy that uh, that pre-quarantine it would have just been a regular activity for us is driving. Like when you got to get some groceries and you just get to drive. The other day, I had to go to Canadian Tire, okay? And I had to fucking... <laughs> I just had to get some, some salt pellets to make sure the ice doesn't build up on the walkway. And that little thing, I felt like a kid on a field trip. Just, just being part of society, not a hermit in my house, felt good, you know? Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to drive. So what we were saying is one of the best moments in life is when you're at a stoplight and it always – it's not that – if it's a guy, it's funny. But someone around your age, if it's a guy, you just look at each other and go, ha, I see you there, buddy. And he sees you and you have a good time. But if it's a girl that's around your age or if you're a girl listener and it's a, a guy – who pulls up next to you the tension is undeniable and i don't even know what what your fantasy is but there's a weird like sexual tension of the light yeah uh that i don't really understand because like you were saying what is best case scenario there like hey you see me i see you too bad we're trapped in a fucking massive steel cage of metal plus you only have like fucking 25 seconds to say whatever you need to say. It's not like I'm going to read a love novel to you in the time that I have there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the best, here's the best case scenario. Here's the absolute best case scenario. Uh, there's, 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 this is the, the most romantic this can be. Okay. You see each other, you recognize each other. And then right as you're about to start speaking, the light turns green. You both drive off. You're like, holy fuck. I wish I could have known more. Oh, I love that scenario. Leave them wanting more. That's the number one rule of show business. But the worst thing is, not the worst thing, but the average thing that's going to happen is you're going to hit the red light at the same time. Maybe you roll down the window (laughs) and you say, hey. They say, hey. You have that weird back and forth and you're going like, what's new? How you been? But you can't say what's new because you don't even know them. Yeah. Or how you've been. Or you just do the how are you and they do good, how are you? And then you do the good and then the green light happens or or you green light either happens after that or in the middle of a question. True. And it's a disaster because it's like, why did we even have this weird back and forth that both of us are feel awkward about and we're going to tell our friends about how weird it was. But you, for some because reason... Because it feels like you have to almost. Yeah, but for some reason... Wait, are you telling me you've actually done this? No. I, I just pretend like I'm not looking and then they look and then I see that they look back at me and then but I look I, back in front of me. I think like I have this weird fantasy that... <laughs> That forces Tell us me, about your fantasies. I have this weird like fantasy in my head that I'm gonna every single red light I pull up to, I'm gonna see somebody I know, guy or girl. Like it's like doesn't matter. Like it's not sexual or anything like that. It's just I'm I have this weird thought and like notion in my head that every single stoplight, the person besides me gonna be is gonna be somebody like I either know or want to know. I see. I kind of wish that it's somebody I know, and because of that, the person I'm the person next to me, uh, what I. When I see them, even if it like bears the slightest resemblance to somebody I know, I'll be like, uh, give me a random girl name. Um, Tyra. But hey, there's Tyra. Oh, I can't be Tyra, or maybe it is. Like, what do you mean? But maybe it is. It clearly isn't. Yeah. But I so want it to be. I'm like, yeah, I think that's fucking Tyra. Maybe that just shows how bad my vision is. Or but. you're driving somebody you're like, hey, that's fucking Janessa. And you're like, that's not Janessa. And then you pull up, and it clearly isn't Janessa. You just wanted it to be in your head for some reason. Yeah. There's only one time it's actually happened happened to me. Ever. Yeah. And it was your ex-girlfriend. And it was my ex-girlfriend. And we stopped at every fucking red light from Selkirk to Winnipeg, right, almost right to Osborne. So what, that's about like a 25-minute drive? 30-minute drive. 35-minute drive. 35-minute drive. Just us, every single stoplight. I had, and the worst thing is. You oh, listen to your own podcast. I was listening to my own podcast with my windows down, sunroof down, oh, blasting. You should have just, just been laughing the whole way. Like rich, rich, ah, <laughs> get a load of this. That kind of laugh. Yeah, and her windows are down too, so she could hearly, <laughs> clearly listen that. Clearly, she could clearly listen that I was 
she could clearly hear that I was listening to my own voice and actively <laughs> laughing at it. She could hearly clear you. <laughs> yeah. You know how embarrassing that is? Yeah, I do. I can picture it. But either you got to own it and you got to rock with it or you just got to fucking turn it off. And that's what the winners of life like you, you rock with it. I rocked with it. I listened to the whole episode the whole way. I didn't give a fuck. That's That's probably true. How would I know? I wasn't there. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 20. We had a good chat about multiple things. School. School. I think at one point I heard the word multidisciplinary, which is probably the longest word ever spoken on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You take a tally. Maybe you guys can figure out. You take a tally, add it up, count the syllables, and hey, get back to us. I don't know what you're going to do. You don't win anything, but you you have a good (laughs) feeling. You have a feeling. You have a good feeling in your heart and a pat on your back from us. Uh, before we go, we had a couple uh, potential fans of the episodes for this podcast, but we're going to have to give it to a certain guy who the Spotify wrap-up, big deal. On his Spotify wrap-up, he uh, listened to this podcast more than any other podcast, and that's I really appreciate that because there's so many other podcasts that you can listen to. You can listen to the Joe Rogan experience. He has interesting people. He has Neil deGrasse Tyson come on sometimes. That guy knows the theory of the universe. What do I know? I know talking shit. And that guy chose to listen to our shit. And for that reason, give me a drum roll. Jordan. Brooks. Jordan Brooks. He's a real fan. He's he's a true and uh, loyal fan, and uh, yeah, he said that he, he thinks it's, all the stuff's really funny, and he thinks that well, he doesn't think he he relates to it, and uh, yeah, thanks and he for shared it buddy. on his social media. Yeah, what a great guy, dude. He listened to what what was it thirteen? <laughs> he listened to like thirteen hundred minutes of closing time. Jesus Christ, man! Oh my God, get a hobby. <laughs> Aren't you, aren't you sick of Milan's stupid voice already? <laughs> oh, Jesus. my God. Brady thinks he's smart, but he's wearing a toque in the summer, a toque in shorts. What a loser. Oh, my God. My legs don't get cold. How interesting am I? You're wearing shorts, too, you fucking... Yeah, but I'm not wearing a toque and a flannel up top. You're unbalanced. Hey, we live in Osborne. You got to fit in. Yeah, I know you don't. Ah, yeah, you do fit in with your stupid beard. Anyways. Anyways, thanks, buddy. You're great. Brain's not. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you next time. Peace. from some other beginnings and